Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our text from Jeremiah. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. And they say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly stubbornly follows his own hearts, they say, no disaster will fall upon you. This is the word of the Lord. Dear friends of Christ, there are two main teachings of the Bible. And the teachings go throughout the whole Bible, the law and the gospel. And those two teachings are confusing. People either give too much of the love part or too much of the law part. And there, there is to be a balance between the rules of God and obedience and the forgiveness of God and the blood. Together it forms God's Word. And God's Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light to our path. God's Word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, cutting to the very marrow of our being. And God's Word, the Bible says, is truth. And God's Word is useful, says Timothy, or says Paul and Timothy. Useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. God's Word the Bible says, is like the rains that fall from the heavens, watering the earth. God's Word accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. And there are two purposes of the Bible. One, to put us on our knees. And the other purpose is to cover our sins with the blood of Jesus. And both teachings are important. Now, Jeremiah was sent to the people of his day, and, and he adds to what God's Word is. He says, is not, as God is, is speaking to the people, is not my Word like fire, declares the Lord. And is not my Word like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces? Hmm. What kind of God do we have? that sends fire to his people and a hammer to whack you on the head. What kind of God is that? Burning people and whacking people. Putting people on their knees and begging for repentance. A fire that consumes and a hammer that smashes. So I want us to consider our theme this morning, the hammer of God. God is a dichotomy. And at one point, He gives us the fiercest law. And we're going to see that in our our Bible study, uh, well, I guess next week, uh, where the the children of Israel are, are before the mountain of God, and the mountain trembles, and the lightning flashes, and the thunder is heard, and the voice of God is revealed, and it's terrifying. So on one hand, we've got that vision of God, the terrifying, angry God of judgment. And then we have the sweetest of gospel, where we have a God who comes, and He suffers, and dies, and He bleeds, so that our sins could be forgiven. But the problem is the hammer part. 
The hammer part's the problem. Because who likes to be whacked with a hammer? Have you ever done that? You know, with a hammer, you're trying to hammer a nail and you catch your thumb? Ouch. You know, that'll, that'll get your attention, right? And we've all done it. And of course, what about God's Word when it hits us like that? And God's Word does, is intended to hit us like that. It's intended to make us see our wounds. Do you think that maybe we can embrace that? Embrace the rules of God, the statutes of God, the commandments of God, the law of God? Do you think we can embrace all that? Say, well, the closer I get to it, the more it hurts, but I know it's good for me. And if we can learn to train our ears to hear the statutes, the ordinances of God, and know His commandments, then we will see how we have failed, and more greatly will we appreciate the gift that He's given us in the blood of Jesus, right? However, truth be told, many don't like the law. Some people love living by the law. But others, they don't like the law of God at all. Some people think they're going to get to heaven by keeping the law, and so they make their lives all holy by, no, 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 that's not good either. But other people just ignore the law and live the way they want to live. Seems that's the world we live in today. Sometimes we don't appreciate the painful course of correction that the rules of God prescribe. And after all, who likes being whacked by a hammer? Have you ever felt that way? You know, I want you to understand that as a pastor, I didn't enter the ministry so I could whack people with a hammer. I don't enjoy taking people and, and exposing their sin and saying, look what a lousy, rotten person you are. You better repent, you miserable sinner. No, I, no pastor likes doing that. You know, we, don't, we don't like exposing those things. We don't like being the ones to hurt. And yet somehow we need to understand that unless we see the wounds, we never understand the love. Now, if the law doesn't crush us, we never understand somehow, we, we think somehow that we deserve this love. I deserve God's love. I deserve His attention. No, we never deserve it. No one deserves Jesus. The law makes that clear. Paul writes, everyone is turned away. Together they have become rotten to the core. No one does anything good, not even one person. And the prophet Jeremiah had a difficult job. You see, he was called to preach God's Word in its fullness. The hammer of God. To whack the people on the head with it. And it wasn't fun. He was there to remind them that they were rotten to the core. And they weren't changing. They weren't repenting. This is during the time in the years just before the Babylonian captivity, just before the judgment of God fell upon Israel and they lost Jerusalem. And they lost their homes and they were carried away to a foreign land. And God warned them, but they weren't listening. They weren't obeying. They weren't repenting. And so Jeremiah warned them. He let them know. God's word and judgment and wrath and the fire. 
But the people didn't listen to Jeremiah. You know what they did? If the people don't like what they're hearing, what, what do the people do? If the people don't like what they're hearing, they're going to turn to somebody else and, and try to find something else that they can listen to. And so they turned to the false prophets because they didn't like to hear the hammer of God fall on them. And so they deflected the, the, the hits. And instead of listening to instead of being hurt by the hammer, they turned to other teachers. Teachers that didn't hurt them, false prophets, God calls them. The people preferred what the false prophets were saying because the false prophets were peddling lies. And they assured the people, God's love, God's love, and there's nothing wrong with the message of God's love. I want you to know God loves you. The Bible's clearly about God's love. God said, I did not send these prophets I didn't send these guys, and yet they run with their message. I didn't speak to them, and yet they prophesied. These teachers, these false prophets, say that God will never judge. The false teachers assured the congregation, it's okay to live the way you're living. These false teachers preached the word of God without the hammer of God. Instead of law, they preached a whole lot of love. God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And that's true. But if you don't recognize your sin, you can't be saved. They refused to talk about the sin. They, these false teachers refused to talk about anger and jealousy and and fits of rage and hatred and greed and divorce and, and homosexuality and sexual immorality. Their message sounded good to the people because it's what the people wanted to hear. So they rejected Jeremiah. And they rejected Jeremiah's words. And they called him the false prophet. They lashed out at him. Because the word of God was lashing out at them. The false prophets proclaimed peace and love and rainbows and unicorns. Saying, oh, everything's going well. All is good. God's not going to judge Israel. God would never let Jerusalem fall. God would never let that happen to his people. God loves us too much. No disaster will fall upon you. Does that kind of preaching sound familiar? It should, because it's the preaching and we find many pulpits today. Not much has changed. False teachers are still in the church. And Paul warned about them. He says, For a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but they will have itching ears, and they'll accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. It's a clear warning for our day. Pastors and ministers who refuse to warn their congregation, they refuse to call the people to repentance, refuse to call the people in to, uh, to flee from their sin, to drive themselves away from sin, to repent. And such pastors avoid such sinful topics. So they don't talk about 
abortion. They won't preach about it. These pastors won't preach about against homosexuality. They won't preach against sinful heterosexuality. They won't preach against pornography. They know what to say to make the people feel good, so they say the things that the people want to hear. They refuse to use God's word as a hammer of God. They're experts of making people feel good. And despite the fact that the members need to hear the hammer of God, despite the fact that their people need to be changing their lives to live according to the ordinance of God and the commandments of God, they leave the commandments and the ordinances out. The people need the hammer, but they want a feather to tickle their ears. No. God's word is clear. We need to be corrected. God's word is clear. We need to be crushed in the spirit, aware of our sins, broken to pieces, so that on our knees we plead, Oh Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Cleanse me, lead me, guide me, wash me, so that we might know the real peace of God. We live in a world of open sin. Immorality is at our doorstep. Things that are wrong are not only practiced, things that are wrong are encouraged as good. And sinful behavior, it's celebrated. Sinful behavior is appreciated and approved. And what's worse, if you don't agree with them, they attack you. As the people attack Jeremiah. If you speak, if you fail to acknowledge sin or fail if you if you speak against sin or if you fail to turn a blind eye against sin then they say you're the problem but it's not our word we're proclaiming this is god's word it's the hammer of god and what if god is calling you to change what if god is calling you to change your lifestyle what if god is calling you to repent do we ignore all that? Are we willing to let the hammer of God crush our lives so that the blood of Christ can heal it? Are we willing to let the law of God expose our transgressions? Expose the brokenness, the sexual immorality, the adultery, the pride, the arrogance, the jealousy, the envy? Are we willing to let the bright light of Christ's word shine and expose the filth of our sin? And what about the pastors who follow in the footsteps of Jeremiah, the faithful pastors who use God's law like a hammer and whack their people on the head from time to time? What about those pastors? The Lord says, let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. You know, all pastors who faithfully work with God's word have his fire in one hand and the hammer of God in the other. However, I need you to understand this. Again, I don't relish banging on, <laughs> banging on my people. But there's no harm in preaching the hammer of God. Because in the end, the hammer of God is God's love. Because we are broken. 
We don't follow in his ways. We don't keep his statutes. We do need to be healed or we will be lost. The hammer of God is given to expose all of our pride and our arrogance, put us on our knees, assure us that, that the, then the, and the hammer of God pounds against all that. It pounds against all that's in our hearts, revealing the wreckage in our lives and the wreckage of sin that abounds and the ordinances that we, that we break. And it's true. But more importantly, the hammer of God points us to the cure. The hammer of God shows us the healing of Jesus as His mercy drives all sin from our soul. That's the important message, isn't it? Yes, it's about love. Yes, it's about love. But you don't know you're loved unless you know that you need that love. You don't know you're broken until you realize that you need to be fixed. And when the hammer does its job, One theologian said it this way, there is more balm to heal than there is guilt to wound. There is more grace to save than there is sin to destroy. The blood is always more powerful than the hammer. The mercy and grace is all more powerful than the judgment. Always more powerful. And of course, the hammer... The whacking, the fire, it points you to Jesus. Do you feel the burn? Do you feel the whack? Look to Jesus. He's the cure. Look to Jesus. He's the solution. And repent. Remember what Jesus said in his gospel? He said, do you think that I've come to bring peace on earth? No, I haven't come to bring peace. I can guarantee you that I've come to bring nothing but division. The hammer of God. The fire of God. The commandments of God. And Jesus says, if you love me. Is God about love? He's all about love. And he sent his son. And his son forgives us all our sins. And yes, it's all about love. And then Jesus says what? If you love me. What? Keep my ordinances. Keep my commandments. Follow in my ways. Keep the statutes. Keep the word. And yet our families don't do that. And when our families don't do that and we have to correct each other, it causes division. And it's when, when a mother and father has to tell their children, you're living in a sinful way. And then children find offense at that because some of their choices that are making are sinful and harmful. And the hammer of God will fall and it will divide people. Sometimes talk like that divides churches. And the people attack the hammer of God because the hammer wounds. And then they don't like getting hit. But Jesus is always our source of healing. You can't be healed unless you're wounded. You can't be healed unless you're wounded. Yes, the hammer of God is powerful. But the blood of Christ is always more powerful. And you need to know that. It is about love. The hammer crushes, but the blood of Christ gives life. And you need to be assured of that. 
Blood is always more powerful than the hammer. Forgiveness is always more purifying than, pow- than, than fire. Yes, God's love always prevails. His love always endures. Paul writes, And all of this is from God, who reconciled, who reconciled us to Himself and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God is reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Our sins washed away. Washed away by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, there is a hammer of God. And yes, the blood has been shed. Both are true. And God's Word declares you righteous for Jesus' sake alone, by grace alone, through faith alone. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.